the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a bad time to be a white guy. Just ask Beto O'Rourke, sometimes pronounced Beto. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. We'll go with Beto. Anyway, he announced that he's running for the Democratic nomination for president last week, as you probably know. And instead of focusing on the fact that his hand gestures are so pronounced that you have to question his sanity at least a little bit, and the fact that he wrote a story that included a detailed description when he was when he was in high school of running over a bunch of kids with his car, um, yeah, that's what he did. Uh, his biggest problem with the media, who are supposed to love him, by the way, uh, and that would uh, and that would be every network except Fox uh, that he's white. Okay, they're supposed to love him, and and, and they 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 don't seem to because he's white. And of course, if he's white, that means he's privileged, and we can't have that. Even though Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, both of whom couldn't be more white, are leading the 37 other un, un, uh, unprivileged candidates who have announced at least the Democrats and their friends in the media can't uh, uh, they, they they just can't have that. Uh, and and our friends at Newsbusters kept track of how much the non Fox media focused on Beto's whiteness, and they counted 52 times in one day at CNN, and they put together a little compilation. This is seen as a moment by some where Democrats want to nominate either a woman or a minority. Better O'Rourke is neither of those things. O'Rourke is a white male. Something that's very evident to everyone, and that is that he's a white man. He's also a white male. And he's conscious of his white maleness. They may not be open to another white male. Another white male. Another white male. A lot of the energy in the party right now is not for a white man. Vulnerability is running as a white man. As a white male. Being a white man, yeah. something he can't change. Being a white man who says, I'm, you know, I was born to do this. Gosh, you know, to say that, it just sort of drips of, of white male privilege. Beto or work benefited from white privilege. One of the big debates is whether 2020 is the year of the white man. He can't get over the fact that he's a white man, so he just has to accept that. Not the right time for a, a white man to run for the presidency there's a white man the right guy to you know to be the next nominee there's still a, an issue in this country where people just get very very excited about white men he seems very self-aware of his perceived weaknesses uh in this case you know the fact that he's a white male yeah he's gotta he's gotta accept the fact you hear that one whoever that was said he's gotta accept the fact that he's a white guy come on just accept it you know it's something you're 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 not gonna change and so just deal with it uh so uh, Beto, not because he's kind of strange and has idiotic ideas, which he does, but because he is a, a white man, he's already white toast. He's not going to get the Democratic nomination, even though he raised over $6 million in 50 states last week. It's going to have to be a person of color for the Democrats, preferably a female, except maybe for Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Apparently they're being grandfathered in, uh, since both of them are grandfathers. At least I know Biden is. I don't know about Bernie, um, but they're old. And they're white, really white. So how long is this going to go on? I, I know the first 43 presidents were white males, but the first 45 were males. And even the one guy who's celebrated for not being white is half white. And he was raised by two white people, his grandparents. And you know what's annoying about this if you're a white guy? You're supposed to just um, nod in agreement with all the white guy bashing, and maybe even apologize for being one, as the one soundbite, uh, the guy there on uh, that compilation said, you just have to, have to accept it. He didn't say apologize it, but apologize for it, but that's pretty much uh, what you got to do, apologize for being one. Um, uh, because it's reached the point now that there's a consensus among liberals that every problem on the planet is a result of the deeds of white men. And if you should try to point out any one of the few positive contributions made by men, you'll be accused of being a racist, which isn't quite as bad as it used to be because the accusation is made so often that the word doesn't mean much anymore. But you'll be accused of it. 
Uh, and this is going to go on for at least the next 19 months. That's right, 19 months. That's that's uh, that, that's how long it is until the uh, 2020 election. And what happens if Donald Trump wins again? Which he will if the Democrats run nothing but lunatics like the people who are running so far. Um, as socialism and fad aside, lower the voting age to 16, get rid of the Electoral College, increase the number of justices on the Supreme Court, reparations for slavery. We're going to still have a very privileged white male in the White House, and it's going to be Donald Trump, if that's the best they can come up with. And he's pretty privileged and pretty white. Uh, if the Democrats are going to have a chance, they'd better find someone, white, black, male, female, who has some ideas that actually, you know, make sense. Meanwhile... Uh, speaking of white men, uh, way back in July when this uh, award-winning program first went on the air, uh, we had a story about the University of Wyoming. Now, the school nickname is Cowboys, and they started a marketing campaign with the slogan, The World Needs More Cowboys. Of course, that caused an uproar from the liberals on the faculty. Cowboys are mostly, are you ready? White. Uh, and mostly, are you ready? Boys. And apparently, mostly heterosexual. Apparently. Uh, mostly. And that's not good. Well, here's what Christine Porter, she's a kinesiology and a health professor, said. At, she's a prof at uh, Wyoming. Quote, I am not the only person for whom the word cowboy invokes a white, macho, male, able-bodied, heterosexual, and U.S.-born person. Think of all, Look at all the, the strikes against that description. White. Uh, uh, heterosexual, able-bodied. So there was a problem with white males again, of course. Lots of strikes against the cowboys, uh, against cowboys there, as I said. But give the university credit, it didn't back down. It stuck with the slogan. It sold a ton of gear with the slogan on it. Something like uh, 143 different products with the uh, slogan, the world needs more cowboys on it. They also produced a video that got like uh, half a million views, and they got a bunch of recruits from that, you know, students who wanted to go there after having seen the video. And it set some fundraising and, and student recruitment records, uh, the, whole, the whole idea, the whole uh, campaign, the world needs more cowboys campaign. Well, last week, a Wyoming student named Jesse Leach, who's also a writer uh, and a correspondent for CampusReform.org, was on Fox and Friends to talk very intelligently, by the way, for a college student about the protests. I thought to myself, this isn't anything new. As the Leadership Institute's campus report, uh, campus reform reports all the time, there's an outrage culture on our campuses, and everybody wants to be part of the newest outrage. And a couple people at the University of Wyoming, I guess, just wanted to bite at that apple. And so when I heard about the controversy, I had two initial reactions. And the first is that these professors are completely missing the facts. And the fact is that when they claim that this uh, slogan is sexist and that it's xenophobic, cowboys exist all over the world. But beyond that, my second reaction is that they're completely missing the point. The point of the slogan is to say that the world needs more people with the cowboy spirit, and that's a spirit of hard work, determination, self-reliance, and integrity. It seems the students love it, though, because when the T-shirts with that slogan were on the, on the shelves in your bookstore, they sold out within a week. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, my roommate actually works at the school bookstore, and she was telling me just yesterday they cannot keep the slogan merchandise on the shelves. Wow. So tell me about these faculty members. There are about two dozen faculty members that complained, uh, saying that cowboy, the term cowboy is racist, sexist, heterosexist, it stands for genocide or represents genocide. What's your reaction to that? Well, I just, I just think it's silly. Um, I know that, you know, I've, I was born and raised in Wyoming. I was born and raised in Wyoming's largest city. And I've, I've never once related the words cowboy with genocide, xenophobia, anything like that. And again, I go back to what the slogan is meant to be, and it's all about the spirit of the cowboy. Our communications director here at the university said that it's the, the spirit of the cowboy is not what you are, but it's who you are. And I'm so thankful that our university administration was willing to stand up to these criticisms because it's obviously paid off. Our enrollment numbers are up for next year, and you know everybody wants to be a cowboy, and the world needs more cowboys. Yeah, that's a really impressive kid there, by the way. She's on national television. Sounds like she's been doing it all her life. She's a, what, 21, 22-year-old, 20-year-old college kid. Uh, anyway, uh, I uh, spent some time in Wyoming, and I love Wyoming. I've been there in the wintertime. I went there 
I can't remember now, it was three or four times for snowmobiling trips. And uh, if I had to move to another state, and I, they gave me the choice of picking one of the other 49 states, that's the one I'd pick, Wyoming. Uh, it's great. And, um, and part of the reason is because of cowboys. And I'm not a cowboy. I've ridden a horse about twice in my life. Um, but I just like the, uh, the style of uh, living out there, and I like the independence of the people. And uh, I'm glad that the University of Wyoming Cowboys not only ke- keeps their nickname, but celebrates it. We'll be right back. I knew I was going to get a chance to play that song. When was the last time you heard that or ever heard that? Uh, by the way, speaking of movies, um, a really good one. Uh, it's called The Best of Enemies. It's not a Western movie, but it's a really good one, and it's it's starring some really, uh, really uh, great actors and actresses, uh, in, including Taraji Henson. She won an Academy Award for Hidden Figures, and Sam Rockwell, who won an Academy Award for uh, three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Actually, uh, Taraji Henson was nominated for an Academy Award in Hidden Figures. It was a great movie. But this is a movie, uh, uh, it's a timely story, hasn't been told, but it's a true story. Unlikely relationship and then later friendship between uh, an activist named Ann Atwater and C.P. Ellis, who uh, came together to help initiate change in their community down in Durham, North Carolina. What makes it amazing is that uh, the character played by Sam Rockwell is uh, the head of the Ku Klux Klan in the little town, and the two get together, and they don't get along well early, and it turns into a, a great story, and they and they um, they accomplish great things. It's called The Best of Enemies, and it comes out April 5th, uh, and I think you'll you should go check it out, and we'll be talking about it here. I am a big movie guy. I've seen the trailer for this in the theater, and it looks like uh, a really good movie. The best of enemies. Go check it out in theaters April fifth. In my ten years of Food for the Poor, I have not seen anything like this since the aftermath of the earthquake. That's Food for the Poor's Paul Jacobs on the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. I'm John Steigerwald, and your business could be the answer to saving lives today. More in a moment. The political unrest had the fuel costs and a number of things that have literally cut off resources to the country has fueled a humanitarian crisis that we haven't seen this bad in years. But Food for the Poor, being a ministry in Haiti for more than 33 years, does the work of saving lives. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. You make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime of the money. 100% goes to Food for the Poor to meet this immediate need. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Call 412-937-1500 412-937-1500 or give online at theanswerpgh.com Do it now. Offer ends March 31st. The way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Here's all you need to do. Your doctor gives you the prescription. You go online to GoGoMeds.com, put in your information, and make sure to include the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. Your meds are then delivered to your home, and you've saved money. It's that easy. No more waiting, no lines, no copay each month, and best of all, no wandering around the store aimlessly waiting for your prescription to be filled. GoGoMeds.com, the new way to get your medicine delivered right to your door. Remember that getting your prescription filled now means never having to go to a store again. GoGoMeds.com, GoGoMeds.com. Use the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. That's GoGoMeds.com, promo code MIKE2018. It's only March, and liberals have done nothing this year but, well, create chaos. Andrew Cuomo in New York, Ocasio-Cortez driving Amazon out of New York, Kamala Harris, they're all out pursuing their liberal agenda. Major corporations where you shop every day are using their buying power to steer America towards a socialist economy. 
If you're sellers with AT&T or Verizon, your money is supporting liberal candidates. The ACLU, you need OUS, Planned Parenthood. You can support your values by switching to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile offers the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have. Plus, they've taken a portion of their proceeds and support conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, the Susan B. Anthony List, and PragerU. Patriot Mobile has unlimited talk and text plans as low as $20 a month. It's easy to switch. Call 1-800-PATRIOT and mention Hugh or visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh and they'll waive up to two activation fees. That's right, two activation fees. Join me and thousands of Americans. Switch today. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we have a segment here with no phone calls, I mean with no guests, and so I'll be willing to take your phone calls at 844 844- 302-1250-844-302-1250 if you'd like to comment on uh, what we talked about there in the opening of the show um, about uh, well just it's a bad time to be a white guy that's fine Um, or cowboys you like cowboys and this can even be the Dallas Cowboys but I don't care but um, I mentioned in the open I mentioned in the open that um, that there's so many insane candidates running for the Democrats I don't know. Uh, maybe that's a that would be a good uh, question, a survey question. Which is more insane, getting rid of the electoral college or uh, padding the Supreme Court? Because apparently, I'm, I'm checking here, and um, it looks like most of the uh, the lunatics who are running now for the Democrats, who have an amazing array of uh, crazy ideas, uh, padding the Supreme Court is one that's pretty popular, according to Politico. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, um, and Elizabeth Warren all told Politico, quote, they would not rule out expanding the Supreme Court if elected president. Gillibrand told the uh, told Politico that Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch uh, was an illegitimate judge and that his seat was stolen from Merrick Garland. She said the Senate should, quote, impose strict ethics rules on the Supreme Court. And Harris said America was on the verge of a crisis of confidence in the Supreme Court. Um, it's amazing. They lose the presidency because of the rules, which is, uh, you know, electoral college. It's nothing to do – well, it has everything to do with the popular vote because you have to have – you have to win the popular vote in an individual state to win that state. So the popular vote is still very much a part of it. But it's not about who gets the most votes. It's about who wins the most states. And it's amazing how Democrats can't grasp that and how people who are supposed to be smart, including people who are in already in federal government, uh, senators, congressmen, who don't grasp the, uh, the uh, meaning and the, ne- the reason for the Electoral College, but they, they, they lost. So they got to figure out a way to get around that. And, you know, the only thing you need to do is look at the map, the, the, um, the map of the uh, 19 or the 2016 election and look at the red portions and the blue portions on the map and see where most of the country uh, is when it comes to presidential politics. And it's big time red, except in a very few uh, um, very densely populated areas. But um, in addition, uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor Buddha judge, uh, um, and Beto O'Rourke had also suggested they were open to the idea of uh, padding the Supreme Court. Uh, Beto is out there just recently. This the guy from South Bend. He's been announced for a while, and um, he's a white guy. He's gay though, so uh, he. I, I guess that. I don't know if that cancels out being white or not, but he's not a straight white man, so he has a shot. Um, but he says, "What if there were five justices?" This is this is what this is what this idiot Beto O'Rourke actually said. What if there were five justices selected by Democrats, five justices selected by Republicans, and those ten then picked five more justices independent of those who chose the first ten? So instead of having nine, you increase it to fifteen. <laughs> that's that's what Beto wants. And uh, he's this is he's actually a serious candidate. He at least he thinks he's serious. I don't know how many other people do. I guess uh, a lot of people do because six million people can or six enough people to raise six million dollars think he's serious. That's what he raised last week. Uh, and so that's um, that's just one of the insane ideas 
padding the Supreme Court and the other being Electoral College. I really don't know which uh, of the two is the more insane. They're both idiotic. And, and, and not only are they idiotic, but it's amazing that they are – that when someone suggests it, they're not just completely laughed off the stage. That, that's a disqualifying quote from Beto O'Rourke, this thing about what if there were five justices selected by Democrats, five justices selected by Republicans, and those ten then picked five more justices independent of those who chose the first ten. Yeah, that'll work, Beto. And here's the thing. It's not it, – it, 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 this is not a democratic process. What you're supposed to do is hire a judge – a justice, not hire, but nominate a justice and approve a justice who actually, you know, interprets the Constitution, whether he's Republican, he or she is Republican or Democrat. It's not supposed to have anything to do with it. And it's not even supposed to be uh, have that much to do with what you think as a justice is best for the country. You're supposed to just look at the Constitution, look at the law, Look at the proposed law. Look at the case that's up in, that's in front of you, and and then interpret the uh, that based on your knowledge and interpretation of the Constitution. This guy wants to add. He wants to have fifteen people doing it. Fifteen people in this on the Supreme Court instead of nine. And and he says it with a straight face. Well, he actually says it while he's waving his arms around, but you but you can't see that. Um, and so that's what you got. Uh, when we come back here, I'm going to, uh, in just a couple of minutes, uh, we are going to talk. Remember Jussie Smollett? Well, Jussie's um, apparently, well, he's not apparently, he's been indicted and he's charged with um, uh, felonies for uh, perpetrating a hoax and a uh, false report and maybe, I don't, know what the, if the, I don't know what the status is on the federal part of it with the uh, mail fraud. But he's still up for an award, the NAACP Image Award. And uh, that award is, let me see, I'll tell you what that award is for. Um, it is to, it, it is an, uh, honoring individuals or groups who promote social justice through creative endeavors. Well, that works pretty well for you. That was a pretty creative thing. It was stupid and no chance of working. But uh, Jesse, by having the two guys throw the rope over him and uh, dump bleach on him, and uh, what else did they do? Um, well, they, you know, he 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 scratched his face and everything. Yeah, the, oh, the, saying that there were the hats, the the MAGA hats. That was a pretty creative endeavor. Um, this might get him some jail time, but I don't know that it should get him an award. We're going to talk to uh, someone who thinks he shouldn't get an award when we come back. Uh, someone from the Project Twenty One, which a, which is a black activist group that they they want um, they want the NAACP to revoke the nomination. We'll talk to him when we come back. Also, before I, I have about a minute here, I want to just talk about uh, what's happening with Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. I wrote a column about it. Uh, it, it may or may not be up at TrivLive.com, uh, TrivLive.com, um, but. I, I sort of came to the defense of um, uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Not that they're defendable, especially Brown, but uh, but um, there's people seem to have forgotten what Ben Roethlisberger was like when he was in his twenties. He was accused of sexual assault twice. He was uh, he wrecked on a motorcycle, not wearing a helmet, which isn't illegal or anything, but it's dumb. But then he rode on his motorcycle without a helmet after everybody was uh, praying for him and coming out to support him when he was in the hospital. And when he was spotted by a KDKA TV cameraman uh, riding on a motorcycle without a helmet, he gave the uh, the he, he well he just said he, it was an obscene gesture. Let's give it that. Uh, he, he threw at the uh, at the cameraman, and uh, KDKA decided not to show that video to protect him and the Steelers, which was bad journalism. But just imagine what his image would be if that video had been shown. So all I wanted to do was point out that Ben Roethlisberger seems to have grown up uh, by all accounts, and that happens a lot when you um, have a wife and kids. But he's the last person who should be used as a model for how Steelers should act when they are big stars in their 20s, like uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were. 
So check my column out at uh, triblive.com. When we come back, we'll talk about Jussie. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A suspect is in custody in the killings of three people on a tram in the Netherlands. Police in Utrecht released the picture of a 37-year-old man identified as Turkey-born Golkman Tusken, who they said was linked to the incident. Dutch Justice Minister Ferd Grapperhaus says surveillance footage from the tram system was helpful during the manhunt. This um, a person was on camera, on the surveillance camera of the uh, tramway, so uh, uh, we were able to very soon spot him to also connect him through a uh, runaway car. Rapper House said the attacker was known to justice authorities and had a criminal record but would not elaborate. Terrorism motives are being investigated. On Wall Street, the Dow by 65 points, the Nasdaq rose 25, the S&P advanced 10. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy! Larry Elder doesn't understand what Congress is doing. Twelve Republicans joined with the Democrats to block Trump's national emergency border declaration. If this is about national security and the president can make a straight-faced argument that he is, and he can, and has, I don't get it. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9, on AM 1250, The Answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Tax season is here again, with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. Like you at SteelCityCPA.com. You have, in the last few weeks, the humanitarian crisis that we haven't seen in years. Food for the Poor's Paul Jacobs on the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. Your business could be the answer to saving lives. I'm John Steigerwald. More in a moment. Fortunately, Food for the Poor has sent dozens of containers into country, and we've been able to squeak by and get our food and get clean water to our communities, to our pastors on the ground, and we need your help. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Here's how it works. You make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the poor and we'll give you $1,200 in free prime time advertising for your business this year. We don't get a dime, nada, zilch. It all goes to meet the need in Haiti. Food for the Poor, an organization that operates at 95% efficiency. Your tax-deductible gift will provide nearly four families food for a year and water for life. Imagine that. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, or give online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
on the Parkway North this afternoon. Seeing some delays outbound from Route 19 up to Cemetery Lane. And on the Parkway West, outbound, you're going to slow down Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie and inbound side Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East volume outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And sluggish inbound from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Northbound 79 got an accident near 51, so watch out for that. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. The night will have clearing skies and the low will be a cold 24. And tomorrow you'll see a good deal of sunshine, but it's going to stay on the chilly side, the high 47. Mostly clear tomorrow night, not as cold with a low of 28. Milder Wednesday, sun will be followed by clouds, though. High will be a seasonable 52. Look for some showers Wednesday night into Thursday. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, the answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, remember Jesse Smollett? Uh, he hasn't been in the news much since he pled not guilty to fi- filing a false report and uh, reporting a fake hate crime. Uh, felonies, by the way, he's been charged with. He lost his spot, at least temporarily, on the show Empire and lost his role there, but you haven't heard much about him. You might be surprised to hear that he is up for an NAACP Image Award. A black activist group called Project 21 is asking the NAACP to rescind the nomination for Outstanding Supporter Actor in a Drama Series. Derek Green is a member of Project 21 and a commentator for several outlets. He joins us now. Derek, thanks for being here. Absolutely. So should the NAACP have to be asked to drop this nomination, or should it be kind of a no-brainer? It should be a Uh, no-brainer. To be honest with you, if, if my, my memory is correct, the NAACP nominated Smollett for the award uh, after he had sat down with the interview with, uh, with Robin Roberts. And that interview in and of itself was questionable. And so there's been enough time between the nomination that interview, uh, and that interview for the NAACP to think differently, rescind the nomination, um, to save what's left of, of its integrity. And, and have you, uh, as an organization, contacted them? And if so, what kind of response did you get? We've reached out to them. We have not gotten a response yet. Um, and it's indicative of the mentality of the NAACP. They just had a nominations luncheon uh, this past Saturday, or last week, excuse me, uh, when the issue of Jesse Smollett was raised again. Uh, and the CEO of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, said that there has been no change to his nomination as of yet. Uh, so that's kind of where the NAACP is, is, is still standing. Well, I wonder, do you think that it would be different if um, a an organization had nominated someone who was actually guilty of a hate crime, and that, that, do you think the nomination might be rescinded? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, with the NAACP <laughs> these days, I think... You know, it's really difficult to say. I think that we kind of understand the trajectory that the organization has gone over the last couple of decades. And so I think that this is really isn't, you know, I think that had the person been been convicted, they they would have been, he would have won the nomination. <laughs> so he would have won the award. So so I think that it's clear where the NAACP uh, is at this point in time. Now, this is kind of, go, well, it sort of does and doesn't go against the idea of honoring individuals or groups who promote social justice through creative endeavors, uh, endeavors which is what the Image Award is supposed to go through. Uh, I mean, uh, what he did was actually kind of creative, what, he, what he's being charged <laughs> with. But that's not, I don't think that's what they had in mind. <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly right. Now, had he written, you know, had he been nominated for writing, you know, his own victim hero, uh, you know, part in his own in, in his own script, that might be something different. But, you know, if they're going to be standing with social justice and this kind of these kinds of things to stand with a person who un- undermines the very social justice that they claim to care about, again, that goes to credibility. Yeah. What uh, what does uh, I mean, how does this actually um, hurt, hurt the NAACP and what it's trying to accomplish? I mean, what, what, well, is, what he's alleged to have done, I mean, not the whole nomination thing. Well, I think it, I think it's in combination. I think it's, it's not not only the nomination, but I think it hurts the credibility because again, if you're going to stand by a particular person who is, you know, engaged in this type of fraud, not rescinded the nomination, what you're really saying is that actual victims of racial 
uh, and and racial crimes or crimes because the, the victim is homosexual uh, homosexual really don't matter. So you trivialize real victims of of, of violence, and so I think that goes directly to the credibility. Uh, I also think that it goes to the credibility of the organization in that they ch- they're choosing you know this type of solidarity with quote unquote racial or social justice at the expense of truth. Again, there are real victims of racial crimes uh, and sex crimes, and I don't think that those 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 incidents happen often, but yet and still they're real victims. And so, what are they saying to real victims of these crimes by standing with a fraud? We're talking to. Uh, uh Derek Green of uh, Project 21 is a black activist group. And I, I need to ask you, Derek, um, what's the difference between your group and the NAACP? I, I think you could call it NAACP is also an activist group, but you're going in kind of That's different right. directions, aren't you? Very, very different directions. I, I think the NAACP, which was once a civil rights organization, uh, now is, is really an organization that stands for uh, progressive, overtly progressive politics at the expense of the quote-unquote colored people that they, they claim to stand for. Whereas uh, Project 21, I think that what we're doing is we're an organization of activists who are giving, you know, platforms or giving an opportunity to people who have opinions that differ mightily from what the NAACP stands for. And so we're asking for this organization that's standing on the legacy, uh, you know, of, 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 of you know, uh, "Quote unquote, colored people, black people in the early 19th or early 20th century to re grasp the idea of truth. Everything isn't about race. Uh, truth actually matters, and so I think that's one of the the major differences between the two organizations. Well, you weren't able to hear it, Derek, but uh, my opening uh, to the show, I talked about it being a bad time to be a white guy, and I I what I showed uh, as a, an example of that, um, uh, Beto O'Rourke." Who just announced his uh, camp his his um, interest in running for president and uh, wanted to be get the Democratic nomination? Um, I ran a compilation of uh, uh, took about a minute and some maybe a minute and ten seconds of people on CNN saying what a problem it was for him because he's white. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's what what I mean. What's your reaction to that? And what should what should I as a white guy? How should I re- react? I mean, if you would have heard what they were saying, one one guy said he's white and he's just going to have to accept it. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's oh, wow. that, that, that's what he said. I don't I don't know who it was because I, I was only the audio that I heard, but it was a bunch of different you know pundits and panelists. And uh, what about that attitude? And because you, know, you just said that uh, you know race and color shouldn't matter, but it obviously it, it really matters to Democrats right now. It does, and I and I think that's the that's the problem with being a white male in the Democrat Party. If you know that many uh, you know still exist, is that the left is preoccupied with race and and they're you know. It, <laughs> They they need to check you know a number of boxes and I think that the party has made it very unwelcoming to people uh, white white people in general but particularly white males and so you have a person like Beto O'Rourke who's announcing his presidency he's trying to have an aspirational moment and then you know two three hours after his his, his you know his, his declaration he has to go back and apologize for certain elements of what he said. And so, you know, one, you know, I, I was calling him Beta O'Rourke because he just strikes me as a beta male, you know, particularly. Right. Right. But it's just, it's, it's an unwelcoming place for, for white people in, in the party. And so as you as a white male, unless you subscribe to progressive politics, you continue to discredit race and hold up character, merit, achievement, value, things of that nature. People who subscribe to progressive politics who are white, you know, they've gotten themselves in a position. Yeah. Does race matter or not? And and if so, how far? Yeah, and uh, they're not going to win if if they chase all the white males away. They can't win. You got to have some white males voting for you, or you're not going to win. So, to, to demographically speaking, that, that's exactly right. And I think that they've they've isolated a lot of white males. And two, there's a there's a lot of white males who don't you know aren't college educated, and I think the left with with in addition to being preoccupied with race, is preoccupied with academic credentialism, and so they're excluding a very significant portion of the demographic who they need to vote for them if they plan to win. And so I think it's a it's an objective it's a it's a learning moment for both parties. We can see one party that's marginalizing them, but conservatives and Republicans have to create and craft a message 
you know, that's communicable to this demographic to say, don't just vote for us because we're not them. These are the positives that we're offering you um, as an American. And and for the uh, there's I've seen various stories about how uh, Donald Trump has uh, gained popularity with blacks and Hispanics. Uh, do you get the feeling that he has um, is doing better with blacks in general than um, maybe the media give him credit for? I think so. I think, you know, around this time last year and in, in August of last year, I think that his poll numbers amongst black Americans, particularly black males, uh, had, had risen tremendously. And so I think that that was a credit to him, one, because his policies actually helped black Americans. And two, I think that his message to black Americans, he was just treating them as Americans. He wasn't pandering to them as a, as a racial demographic, as we've seen the left do previously. So I think that helped him out. Um, and I think that, that his poll numbers amongst the different demographics um, is higher than the media is going to give him credit for. Obviously, the media has a vested interest into keeping his poll numbers across the board as low as possible because it makes him susceptible to losing in 2020. But again, there is a silent majority. I mean, it's been so stigmatized that if you support anything of Donald Trump or support any policies that he advocates for, even if you disagree with his character, uh, you're stigmatized. And so there's a lot, a lot of people who've been intimidated into silence. That's fine by me. I don't need a lot of people going and beating their chest saying I support Donald Trump. But I do want them to support some of the policies that he advocates for, because I think these policies uh, have been beneficial to a large swath of Americans on their own merits, but particularly when compared to what the left is offering um, as a replacement. We're talking to Derek Green of uh, Project 21. So, Derek, I have to ask you um, what you just said there about the policies. That's your opinion about his his policies. Um, but if he's dismissed as a racist, which he is by the vast majority of people in the media, just it's become a uh, an accepted uh, truth that Donald Trump right. is a racist, then it, yeah. it, his, his um, whatever policies he comes up with, he's not going to be given credit for, is he? Well, well it, it really depends. Uh, you know, again, there's a, there's a responsibility for the Trump administration to go out and defend his policies and, and where they've worked, particularly among specific demographics. However, calling somebody a racist, the left calling anybody on the right a racist is, is it's low-hanging fruit. It's, we expect that. And what we, we, we've we seen previously is that the charge really doesn't fit. And so I think that a lot of people have, are closing their ears to that charge. People are just kind of dismissing it. We've heard it before. We know that it's not true. Uh, but again, a lot of people can go and see Donald Trump's life prior to entering politics and see that he had a lot of friends, black friends, um, that that just, that kind of you know undermines those charges of racism. I've gone to you know his restaurant in Washington D.C. He has a significant number of black and black immigrant employees in that particular restaurant. When you ask all of those people about the man Donald Trump, they have nothing but glowing things to say about him. And I've done this personally on on a couple of occasions. So you know if he was that much of a racist, why would he you know employ so many? Blacks and black immigrants. They would they would seem to me that if he was racist, they wouldn't want to work for him. However, they do work for him, and they have nothing but positive things to say about him. So I think that this 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 you know this 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 strategy of labeling somebody as a racist by the left is is losing cultural and political currency. And how much of that is a result of the word losing its value because of its overuse? The word racist. I think. That's exactly right. I mean, again, if we want to tie it back into to Jesse Smollett, the, the, the country is, 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 you know, lacks the kind of racism which the left says that he has to hire people to, you know, perpetrate a race crime. I mean, I think that's what people are seeing is that it's been used so often. And then once the facts come out, we find out that these charges of racism aren't true. And so people just t- turn a deaf ear to it and they just say whatever. And so I think that the cries of racism or the race card, as we you know, generally like to say, the use of it, uh, you know, it's, it's decreasing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's... Just, I think we should be glad about that as well. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I, I think you should be glad about it. But it just seems to me that um, if you look at the, what the, you know, uh, Hitler was a racist and George Wallace was a racist, and uh, t- that's, a, that's a terrible thing to call somebody. And they and it, and to just throw that word around, it it it's, it doesn't do serve a purpose because it actually is counterproductive. Because if you if someone is actually a racist, they should pay a price for it. 
But if everybody's a racist, nobody's a racist. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And again, they can continue to call people racist who aren't trivializes real racism. And that's, that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult to kind of find real racism, marginalize it and root it out um, and, and kind of shame the people who are still engaging in that because every, everybody, you know, is, is labeled a racist. And I think wrongly so. And so I think that, you know, again, I think that the currency of that, that strategy um, is losing a significant amount of, of, of merit. And, and, and I, again, I, I'm so thankful for that because people are moving on for that. The black-white binary just simply doesn't exist like it did in the, in the early parts of the 20th century. There's more people coming in, and there's more black immigrants coming in, and they're taking, advantages of the, uh, taking advantage of the very opportunities that blacks aren't taking here. So, again, if the system is so racist and people are so racist, why are we having so many people of color from other places of the world coming in here ready to take advantage of opportunities that people who are here are letting go? Obviously, the system can't be that racist. And so I think that people are starting to take a broader look of the country and saying, is, you know, are, are we still racist? Yes, there's some racist elements that still exist. But is it still systemically racist? No. Are these charges of racism still sticking like they did before? No. And I think that that's undermining the credibility of those people who level those charges rather than the targets of those charges. Hey, Derek, I'm out of time. I appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll see what happens here with Jesse. Real quick here, I, I noticed that uh, the last, or one of the last times you guys had a problem with their nomination was some guy named Kelly. R. Kelly was <laughs> nominated, and you uh, had a protest against that. Looks like you might That's have been right, on to something there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hey, thanks, Derek. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Why get stuck with a Medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage? Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st. This is John Steigerwald. Take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you have questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive Medicare plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but quality. Don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. Deadline is March 31st. That's 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy. Texting and rolls for alerts and offers via automatic text message. Message and data rates may apply. Has dinner got you down? Sick of awful frozen meals or unhealthy fast food? Don't despair because Martha Stewart is doing a free taste test. Giving away three full-size meals from her new meal kit delivery service, Martha and Marley Spoon. All fresh ingredients with Martha's delicious and easy recipes. You're eating in just 30 minutes. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get three free meals, be one of the first hundred people to text the word Martha to 246810. It's so easy. Text us now. Martha and Marley Spoon Meals are easy, simple, and delicious. And right now, Martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30-minute meals for free so you can save time and enjoy eating dinner again. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get your three free meals, be one of the first hundred people to text Martha to 246810. That's Martha to 246810. Martha to 246810. When we look back at our last trip, John 
on to Haiti and we see how bad things were with families that were going two and three days without feeding their children who routinely said, we get our water from the gutter. I'm John Steigerwald and your business could be the answer to saving lives. Food for the poor is Paul Jacobs. On one side, an animal uses the water to relieve themselves. On another side, a mother is trying to get water to give their children to drink. Food for the poor, an organization that operates at 95% efficiency. 95 cents of every dollar they spend goes directly to help the poor. Become a business benefactor with the answer today. Make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor, and we'll give you $1,200 in free primetime advertising for your business this year. Your gift will feed nearly four families for a year and provide water for life. Imagine that. Food for a year and water for life for four families, all because of you. Call 412-937-1500, 412-937-1500, online at theanswerpgh.com. Offer ends March 31st. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, before we go, this kind of relates to what we've been talking about today. Uh, there's an announcement today by Fox News Channel that they have signed a former uh, Democratic Committee chairwoman, Donna Brazil, as a contributor. And uh, <clears throat> she's a, uh, a Democratic strategist. She's the former Democratic committee chairwoman. And she's going to make her first appearance. Uh, I guess it was going to be today. She's already been on. But here's what Brazil said. And this is a shame that she has to say it. I'm delighted to be joining Fox News. I know I'm going to get criticized from my friends in the progressive movement for being on Fox News. What is up with that? Why? They should be happy that she's on Fox News, shouldn't they? They think Fox News is a right-wing, racist, um, uh, fake news outlet, and someone with her credentials has been hired to be the voice of uh, the progressive uh, side of things on Fox News. She feels like she has to almost apologize for taking the job. Um, She says, uh, my response is that if we've learned anything from the 2016 election is that we can't have a country where we don't talk to those who disagree with our political views. There's an audience on Fox News that doesn't hear enough from Democrats. We have to engage that audience and show Americans of every stripe what we stand for rather than retreat into our safe spaces where we simply agree with each other. For there is no safety in self-limiting numbers. You can be uh, darn sure that I'm still going to be on the Fox, uh, to be on Fox News. I'm going to do what I always do, and I and dish it out straight, exactly as I see it, with just as much New Orleans hot sauce as folks expect. I always liked her. I disagree with her about on about 99 percent of what she says, but she's a tough, uh, tough uh, competitor and very smart. And Fox was smart to hire her, and if the progressives um, don't like it, then they're stupid, and they should shut up about it. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.